Live from Parts Unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller. This is a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, as you know, the, uh, the we'll call it, I don't even call it the main show, whatever. The midweek show dropped on Thursday evening, if you somehow missed it, but you've noticed this one, you go back and listen to that as uh, we go through everything that happened with the Superstar Shake-Up, which was interesting. But I wanted, I mean, usually we do a Q&A as well, but I wanted to do another episode specifically on NXT because we never got around to talking about NXT TakeOver from WrestleMania weekend. Obviously, there's a couple of matches on there that have, I wouldn't say they've changed the wrestling landscape, but they certainly made an impact. So I thought, you know what? I had somebody on recently that's a bit NXT fan. I want to talk about NXT. He got some great feedback, so I thought I'd get him back on. And it is my man, is my man Zach, who comes uh, who comes from the Patreon group, which you can also uh, pledge to if you fancy at patreon.com forward slash Simon316. That's how all these things exist, thanks to you guys. So Zach, welcome back to Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast. Simon, it is great to be back, sir. Thank you so much. For having me on again, sir, to talk about TakeOver, one of my favorite shows of the year. And I do just have to add on real quick for the Patreon group. If you're considering being a patron and you want to come on the podcast, I know a lot of people are really nervous when they do it. I need to tell you, don't be at all. Simon makes it really easy. It's really fun. I'm glad to be back on the show, man. Uh, you're too kind, man. You're too kind. I appreciate that massively. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk back to NXT. I know, I know you're a big NXT guy, hence where this conversation mm-hmm. came from and evolved to. I will just uh, mention this because, you know, I, I think I have to before we get into it. Thank you to everyone who has sent me well wishes and nice messages about my own pro wrestling debut, which as I record, this is happening in eight days. You have no <laughs> idea how terrifying that is. Um, but yes, there will be a specific podcast on that, which I'll do next week because I think, you know, I think I said this on Wednesday or Thursday show as well. You know, you want the... Uh, we want to get right in the thick of it, so I'll make sure that I do one just before, and I'll make sure I do one just afterwards, and we and we can see you know you know how it goes. But yeah, I wanted to say thank you very much for I mean so much so much love and support. You know, hopefully it all goes uh, it all goes to plan. Anyway, with that aside, NXT Takeover New Orleans from WrestleMania weekend. Now, let's just kind of before we get into that specifically. What are you? I mean, because NXT certainly, again, I'm being cliched here, but it's the only phrase I can come up with. Certainly has had its ups and downs. You know, we had the mm-hmm. Finn, we had the Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura era, and then after that, when they all kind of, maybe not Shinsuke so much, but there was a a gap almost, mm-hmm. be, you know, sort of between where it didn't hit a lot. Well, it kind of did hit a lot, but of course it did. <coughs> wrestling, wrestling is cyclical. Now it feels like we're coming back up again. Obviously, we just called some people up, but there's still a mm-hmm. wealth of talent there that I believe is making NXT something to watch. As we've said a thousand times, it's no longer a developmental system. It's its own brand because of the depth that mm-hmm. it has. Where are you, as an NXT fan, where are you with the product at the moment? Uh, and how, you know, g- give me how you got into it. Because a lot of people, when they watch Raw and SmackDown, but they won't watch NXT. It's like, no, that's one step too far for me. I don't want to, I don't want to go down that path. <laughs> right, right, definitely. So for me, the entry point, uh, one of the things I said on the last podcast was AJ Styles is the best in the world to me. Kevin Owens is my favorite wrestler. Yeah. Um, and the entry point for me was the uh, John Cena US Open Invitational. And one of the, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. One of the people that answered was Kevin Owens. He comes out and he has the NXT title over his shoulder. And my first reaction was, who's that? What is that title he has over his shoulder? And Michael Cole explained it. 
and it's NXT, so on and so forth. And when I got the network for the longest time, I, I didn't look at NXT because I only saw it as that weird like variety show that Daniel Bryan and Low-Key and Wade Barrett were on where they got trainers. And then I randomly checked out a show, and I don't even remember which one it was. It was just a, a regular show, and it was really cool wrestling, and I heard that, that Triple H took it over. As far as where I am kind of right now and how I kind of got to this point, um, you actually made a great point where they definitely have different eras, where it was like the Bo Dallas, uh, Adrian Neville era, and then there's a, there's a lapse where you have those people moving up, and then you have different eras, Finn Bella era, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Samoa Joe, they move up. And now I feel like they're at a point now, at least in the men's division, we'll talk about that, but in the men's division where we've like 100% reloaded with talent that apparently Triple H and the, the guys there have seen on the indie scene and can like be main eventers right now. And so it's, I'm definitely an avid fan and as you said it's it's not that third brand anymore if you gave me the choice i and i can only watch one it might be smackdown after the superstar shakeup but i might just pick nxt to be my show so it's it's fantastic man well i mean i think you just summed it up wonderfully there right i think i think a lot of people do that as well you kind of you you, you oh damn it you get into it and then all of a sudden you're like Wow, you know, this is all... I mean, the way I've always seen NXT to me is it's WWE's Indie Federation, right? That's, yes. what, uh, that, that, that's what it is. And, uh, you know, I think that's really important they have that because, yeah, the, the WWE brand, Raw and SmackDown, try and uh, appeal to such a wide audience that you're never going to be able to appeal to everybody. You're just not. It's just not possible. Um, right. So I think the fact that... You know, you have this kind of. I think that Triple H has said this himself as well. Like the reason it works to the degree to the uh, to the degree that it does is simply because, um, you know, he, he knows his he knows his specific demographic and his people like you and I that that warm towards it. But I still believe that if this was made on a sort of a grander scale and wasn't just sort of restricted to the network, I think this kind of wrestling could get over with a more mainstream crowd. I think the problem with it is, is you have to be patient with it. And I completely understand in the 2018 world, a lot of people don't want to be patient. And I think the, it, absolutely they don't necessarily want to be patient. But on the other hand, this is something that is Triple H's baby. And whatever you think of, Triple H as a, an in-ring performer, as an executive and as somebody that's running his own, he's running his own brand. And as you said, it's it's their indie fed, but he's running his own brand and it's the smart marks. I, I don't like that term, but the smart marks <laughs> <laughs> um, all praise NXT and every takeover is better than the last. This is giving you a vision of when, you know, goodness forbid something happens to Vince McMahon and Triple H takes over, this is what you're looking at kind of for NXT. Obviously, he won't completely make it NXT, but I think you're seeing a lot of the things that Triple H sees as important, and I think that matches up really well with what the fans see as important versus Vince, which is 
appealing to kids and appealing to everyone, which is smart from a business perspective and when you have to talk to your investors, but the Triple H version of this product is so different and so fun and at worst you can count on really, really, really great matches and clearly Triple H believes in these indie federations. He showed up at ICW with Pete Dunne and he, he wants to bring these people in and put on the best wrestling product he can, not a sports entertainment product necessarily. Yeah, I think that's fair. But do you think he'd be able to do that uh, if, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If he came to, if, if, if something bad happens to Vincent Mann, obviously we don't want it to happen. Um, uh-huh. Can you take, because I think you can, but do you think you can take what he does for NXT and apply that to a Raw and SmackDown audience? Or do you think he'd have to kind of, you know, balance it out a little bit? Would he have to change ideas? Would it, would it, would it not be able to be so focused as it is? Because I've heard him say that in interviews before as well. Mm-hmm. I, here's, the thing is, is I think that he would have to change elements of it. I don't think that you could necessarily... From a business perspective, I don't know if you could necessarily just take NXT as it is and make it Raw and or SmackDown. I mean, Triple H just said that on conference calls where he says, we're really good right now, but we're not where we ultimately want to be. What I do think he could do is take the core of what this is and apply it to Raw and SmackDown. I mean, I've showed different NXT stuff like this takeover. I've showed to my mother, who was a fan of wrestling when she was a kid. And when Hillbilly Jim went to the Hall of Fame, she said, oh, I recognize him. He's going uh, in. He's still alive. Uh, and she uh, watched it. I hope so. And, Otherwise, what yeah, is going on? <laughs> exactly, right? That'd be very weird speech. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she watches it when... Uh, I, I sit down and make her and she's very, inve- she's asking <laughs> me questions about it. Like, what's up with this guy? What's up with the, Oh, and then like, you know, all these, all the crazy moves and all the really cool matches and the, the, the super kicks and things she's reacting to. So I do think that there's a way that you could make this appeal to a mainstream audience. I think what all he would need to really do is spinal tap it up to 11 and make that one of the mainstream shows get the money and production behind it, but keep it somehow to that intimate feel, which we obviously don't know till we see it, but I feel like Triple H is more than capable of making that happen. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I absolutely agree. So, uh, yeah, but look, you mentioned TakeOver. You mentioned you got your mum to watch it, which is amazing. <laughs> um, let's, let's, we'll just go through it. I mean, um, you know, we, we, will, we will talk about other stuff as well that's going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it was... I do think it was, a, I mean, you know, two five-star matches on one WWE show. Like, I don't know. I don't put massively a lot of stock into five-star matches. I just appreciate Dave Meltzer's opinion. That's pretty right. much, you know, like, and I understand um, that, uh, that, yeah, that he, um, it doesn't, if you don't take anything away from that, I think that's perfectly cool. Uh, but for me, I like it. I, I like, like much like I used to read video game reviews or I read movie reviews. To me, Meltzer's yeah. the guy I like to go to. I trust in his opinion. I think he's got a lot of uh, credibility in that sense. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So you go, man. You go. You throw in there. I'm sorry. I was just gonna add that I actually agree with you. Where I don't necessarily, I don't the same way I used to read video game reviews. But if somebody raised something badly 
and I'm interested in it, I still want to play it for it's, myself. That's a hundred percent right. Like I, yeah. I, I love what he does, but it's not the be yep. on and end all for me. Exactly. And so I was watching a lot of his stuff where he was talking about, you know, any number of new Japan shows. And it seems to me that specifically Dave Meltzer is a very, very, very big fan and lean towards the new Japan style as opposed to the WWE style. And I think that actually helps when you have a show like takeover where it has two five-star matches on a show because he's not inclined to give that kind of rating to something. I mean, the last time was CM Punk, John Cena before Gargano almost. I think so. I think so. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's a really cool thing when, you know, from a perspective of like you or I or fans that are listening to this podcast are probably going to be into that kind of thing where it's like you you almost get a validation as a as a wrestling fan and as an NXT fan. Yeah, I, I agree. So, I mean, I just want to put that out there because I know some people go a bit crazy about Meltzer stuff. Like if you like him, great. <laughs> if you don't like him, great. Mm-hmm. I, if you want to consider him the be all and end all, great. I just to me, he's entertaining, and I and I trust what he says. That's it. That's as far as I take it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we start off with this ladder match. Now, this ladder match, uh, you know, for the brand new. Well, I always get it wrong. They're calling it the North NXT, American Championship, right? NXT yeah. North American Championship. Okay, yes, I, I will keep calling it the US title because I've done that constantly, and then people go nuts. I don't mean to. I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Um, you know the ladder match. It was just. I mean, to me, I'll, I'll I'll kind of bring this in a little bit. But it was the best multi-man ladder match I've ever seen. I think it may be the best ladder match I've ever seen. I'd have to go back and watch. Uh, obviously, Michaels and Razor from WrestleMania ten. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't 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 come at me, internet. To me, <laughs> I, I, as much as the Jericho Benoit ladder matches may be amazing, I can't get any enjoyment out of them anymore. I just can't. That's yeah. me. Mike the Meltzer stuff. That's just me. You do whatever it is you want to do. Uh, so sure. I yeah. So I genuinely think this could be my favorite ladder match ever. I probably need to watch it in about say six months and see how I feel about it then. But in terms of right. opening a show and the in the level of uh, talent that's in it and how I feel about the talent, I mean to be honest, you know, Adam Cole. Yeah, huge on EC3. I like maybe not as much as the others, but I see by the potential. Uh, Kill and Dane, I, I love because obviously I, I've met him a few times with WCPW slash Defiant, and it's amazing to see how far I've become. Plus, he's awesome. Lars Sullivan, right. I'm still getting there with him, but then Ricochet and Velveteen Dream, who I'm massively invested in, and for them to all come together and pull this off, I mean, I, I, I genuinely think it's one of those matches. If you could get someone that's got a lot of patience and sit them down, either they didn't watch wrestling, they'd love it. Absolutely, they would. I I think that there is something for everyone. It's really fast paced. You don't have to know what every move is. There's different guys in the ring all the time. And there's different kinds of matchups. Like you said, with Killian Dane, you'll have a Killian Dane and an Adam Cole in the ring together where you wouldn't normally see that. But then you'll have Adam Cole and the Velveteen dream who are more similar. Um, and I, I do agree with you where I think the I think the thing is that people have nostalgia for things that they saw, which I I do too. Uh, I think if you were to look at the Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon match, that was, it showed people, it was not the first ladder match ever, but it showed people how you can have a ladder match without doing too many crazy things by today's standards. Um, Hardy's Dudley's Edge and Christian was revolutionary and it still had spots that are 
that are hard to watch but very exciting to this day. But from a perspective of from bell to bell, not even using the the ladders too terribly much in terms of the kind of crazy stunts you got in a ladder match. It's different than any ladder match I've, I've ever seen. And I've watched it a few times now. I will have to revisit it, like you said. But it's it's definitely, if you ask me what my favorite ladder matches are and what my favorite opening matches are and just a list of what my favorite matches are, I think two of my favorite matches ever would be from NXT TakeOvers, and this is one of them. What's the other one? Uh, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke at... Uh, uh, see that? Yeah, yeah. That match has got... Because I, I got to see that and live. Like I was... Oh. Very, yeah, but the, and the thing was as well, like I was aware of Shinsuke Nakamura and I had watched right. I had watched all the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But the, the, the expected Nakamura matches. I've gone out of my way to watch them because, you know, he picked up steam and when you're just interesting, you hear these names, you go, well, I've got to check him out. But I certainly wasn't a... Uh, you know, I wasn't a, an affectionate or anything like that. I would never mm-hmm. proclaim to be. So seeing him up that close, especially given kind of, I think you could argue that, not, not, I don't think that his, the quality of his work's gone down, but the hard-hitting nature of his work has gone down since then. So to be able to see that live and just how excited the crowd were and knowing that it was Sami Zayn's last match, that match is really special to me. That is kind of, yeah. like, again, I, don't, I think a lot of it, I think it's good on TV, but being there was... Um, was amazing, and I can imagine this ladder match for some people. Again, I think if you, I think imagine a lot of people watch NXT for the first time over WrestleMania, and I genuinely think matches like that or matches like this ladder match, and I think it does the world of good for Adam Cole. Like I, I've been aware of Adam Cole for ages. I think he's got such a, a huge upside. Again, he's, right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. I think he's amazing, but it's him. It's Adam Cole, the complete package, which is you know, right. which is why he's such a draw. So. The fact that he won a, a brand new title, B, hopefully had a lot more eyes on him, especially because he's in the Royal Rumble as well, obviously a few months before this. I just, think right. it, I just think it works perfectly. It really does work perfectly. And I'm a l- little bit of the flip side from you um, in the lead up, which is it's, it's good. We're not just two bald white dudes agreeing about wrestling for <laughs> half a second. Um <laughs> Uh, with Adam Cole before this match, I should preface, um, I hadn't seen a ton of his stuff. I, I had seen some of it, but just from the WWE presentation of him, I didn't necessarily see that much, uh, I don't think special is quite the right word. I didn't connect with him at all before this, and when he came out, and they announced his name, and the whole crowd yelled Bebe in unison. And seeing him in this match and the, the, the little stuff he did, and just looking at EC3 when he did EC3 Bebe, and his reaction to winning the title, and just the work he put in with that and the tag match we'll talk about later, I'm one of the biggest Adam Cole fans out there now. I think that did a huge amount for Adam Cole and being in the Royal Rumble really helped with that as well. But for the NXT audience, because his reaction just when shocked the system in his entrance came up and his reactions every single time he started climbing up the ladder and the facials he made when he would look up, realizing that he was the only one on the ladder. I think he's going to be really special. I mean, the other thing as well, just before I forget, because there was a rumor the Velveteen Dream was going to get called up now. Right. And I think that would have been a mistake. 
I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I think I, I think he's good, and I think his mm-hmm. potential is, is is otherworldly. But I would not move him up now. I'd keep him there. Let him learn. Let him get better. He's 22 years old. I think he's been in the business a few years. If he had gone up right now, he would be. I can't even think of the comparison. He would be he would be gold dust if they took gold dust less seriously. And yeah. I don't. He's too he's too good to be wasted like that. He's not that far from Tyler Breeze in the way that I think that the main roster and Vince sees him. So I'm really glad that he stayed down there and he can build up more. And if they if they want to tweak the character, they can tweak it before he goes up. But I think he's going to be very, very good. And I think just with his skill and his promo ability and just how unique he is, if they don't focus on the wrong things, I think he can be a really good asset to the main roster someday. Yeah, I think everyone in that ladder match could. I think everyone in that ladder match has gone. Yeah. Like I said, I would, I would strongly implore, if you're a WWE fan, you've got the network, go watch it right now. Listen to the rest yep. of this podcast first. But yeah, go watch yeah, that first. match Because it's not just a fun ladder match. Like you mentioned the, you know, I love all the matches with the Hardy Boys and uh, Edge and Christian and, uh, the, you know, the Dudleys. I love all of them. And I think they stand the test of time. I still think they're fantastic, but this one just had something else to me. Don't, maybe because it's fresh, it could certainly be that, you know, nostalgia, as powerful as the tallest can be, can also, you know, it, it can wear you down because you're expecting certain stuff. But I, I mean, the, just Ricochet in general as well. I mean, just to see him oh. in a WWE ring and doing what he does and not being held back. Yeah, sure, he could get to Raw and SmackDown even 205 Live and be held back. We don't know. I can only talk oh. about what I've seen. Right now, it's the Ricochet I know and love just being awesome. <laughs> like It's the Ricochet you know and love being awesome. It's the Ricochet you know and love being taken seriously. I mean, his entrance was last it had the music off and i'm pretty sure the person that says one and only in the theme music is triple h i'm pretty sure and just the reaction he got when he pumped his fist and his cut his uh his video came on and the reaction he got and the stuff that he got to do in that match and the reaction to everything he did i really 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 hope i watched 205 live i really hope he doesn't go to 205 live because in the ring he needs he needs work in terms of character stuff and and talking as far as wwe goes but just getting to see him do his thing in this kind of environment seemed perfect for him yep i agree i think it was a great showcase for him doesn't matter he didn't win adam cole like i say is the man everyone here comes out Mm -hmm. stronger just a great man uh, mm-hmm. A great man, a great match all together. But they're all great men too. They're great all, men. They are, yeah. <laughs> they are great men. <laughs> that then moved us into Shayna Baszler taking on Ember Moon uh, mm-hmm. and, and winning the, the NXT Women's Championship. And I think then it was kind of like, okay, Ember Moon's going up to the main roster, which is why right. a, a lot of people are down on Shayna Baszler. I think Shayna Baszler, out of everybody in the WWE sphere, so I'm including you know, whatever you want to put in the banner, is probably developing faster than anybody else. Like... For my money, again, she needs work. I'm not saying she's perfect, but for what I saw her as originally to now, I can. I, mean, I think it's really nice when you see a wrestler getting better in front of your eyes, and I think that she is. Is it too soon for her to be NXT Women's Champion? Arguably, it's- but I think at the moment the NXT actually women's landscape has been a bit. It needs a few more women, I would say, and that's why I wasn't upset that Nikki Cross didn't go up because I think Nikki Cross can now become the star of that division. I think that's going to help her much more than just being a fourth in Sanity absolutely it's it's tackling these out of order it's not i don't think it's too soon at all for Shayna baszler to be the women's champion 
because I think that with heels especially, you can have them have matches like these and win the title. And she's so new that taking the title off of her, even if you have to do it in a couple months, isn't going to hurt her and she can chase her way back. And she has already come so far just from the two Ember Moon matches. She's far and away better. There's there's stuff here and there, but there's stuff here and there when Shawn Michaels was still wrestling too. Not to compare them, but that's just wrestling. And I don't necessarily know why people have a problem with Shayna Baszler because if I'm not mistaken... This is the character that people wanted Ronda Rousey to be on the main roster. It's the it's the badass yeah. who has a legitimate fight background and she she doesn't give a shit and she, it's her own rules and her own thing and no I'm I'm winning the title. I'm going to hurt people when I do it. The video on NXT after where she goes into the meeting late and she's just like and, or I'm sorry before when she attacks Ember Moon and William Regal's like, that's not how we do things here. And her only response is, all right, are we done here? And walks away. That's basically who people wanted Ronda Rousey to be. And I think that she's come, Shayna has such a long way in such a short time that I can't see any woman on the roster right now that I would rather have on NXT as my champion. No, I don't. And she's believable because she's Absolutely. believable. People forget that. Like, the reason... I mean, Ronda Rousey exceeded expectations, sure. Mm -hmm. But the reason people like Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey can get away with a certain way they hold themselves is because you can go, yeah, they kicked my, they, they would kick my ass. <laughs> exactly. So, mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I she can legitimately beat you up. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I, it hurts people like The Undertaker. When they come out going, yeah, I'm an MMA guy, it's like, bro, you ain't no MMA guy, man. Both of those people whip your ass. <laughs> and that's why Shayna Baszler works, because you can look at her and go, yeah, she's got it all. Right. It's not a situation where you can hear the conversation beforehand where it's like, I want the camera to cut on and I'm shadow boxing in a bandana because I'm a badass. You can't you don't hear that conversation with her like you would have in the with The Undertaker in 2002 or 2003. She's legitimately got training to murder you with a napkin. And it's like, oh, you can feel it coming through where she's taken a part of her that may have been initially like why would i want to do this i can kill everybody in here and crank that up to 27 and it's working perfectly for her she's playing it perfectly and she works it into her in-ring style too and i just think she's very early on there's things she needs to work on like you said but she's come along so far and she's so good already i'm so excited to see how good she gets. Me too, man. I think she gets. Uh, maybe I just been listening. I, for, for me, from some people, she gets a bad rap. I think when yeah. you've got that legit background, I'm just like, yep, give it to me. You've won me over, like you know, a certain amount because I know you could whip anybody's ass. I mean, technically, Shayna Baszler go to the main roster have a real. If we did Brawl for All 2018, there's three. <laughs> there's, I mean, Brock Lesnar would win, and if you take Brock Lesnar out, it's either. And I'm talking about men and women. It's either right. it's either Ronda Rousey. Or it's Shayna Baszler. That's it. Absolutely. It, yeah, matter. it doesn't matter who you yeah. are. Even Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman would lose to Shayna Baszler. And that's the fact. Absolutely. And that's a, a second. Yeah. And that's why it's so cool to see our pro wrestling. Because you know that's true. 
And it, I think, I, I honestly, I think it really adds. I really do. I really like it yeah. when a legit fight goes to wrestling because, yeah, it, it's just, it's, it makes it so much easier to sell. So um, much easier. And I think it's just that thing, same thing with like Ronder, same thing. It's a, it's a thing where wrestling fans are very protective because we've had to be. Because it's the, why you like that shit? It's fake thing. <laughs> we're very protective of it. And we're like, why is this new person getting this championship? They decided who's going to win beforehand. But I get that for some people. But when you have somebody legit like this, where it's like a Brock Lesnar who who cares, it's why wouldn't you? It, it would be a stupid decision not to. And I think it's really cool. Yeah, dude, I, 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 I'm glad we're on the same page there because I feel quite strongly mm-hmm. about that. I don't, I don't want to take away from that. I want to add to that. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't get when yeah, everyone's going up. I think the women's division next seems a bit reshuffle. I think they're doing that right yeah. now. So, um, yeah, I think that'll be all good. Then we moved into the tag team match, which was uh, the end of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic, obviously. And it was the Undisputed Era, who are the champs, going against the Authors of Pain. Again, Authors of Pain are coming up, so they lost. Mm-hmm. But the real... Um, sort of surprise here, I guess, was obviously the undisputed area where it was wrestling with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly because Bobby Fischer's got injured. But then, you know, at the end of the match, obviously... Uh, oh, sorry, I did mention Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong there. So it was a triple threat right. match. I just went yeah, yeah. the two. Sorry, I completely <laughs> read them off. But obviously, the big thing was undisputed era win and Roderick yeah. Strong finally joins up with them. Now, did he join up with them because he got uh, Bobby Fischer got injured and we're like, okay, well, we got to do something. Doesn't matter. Still made for a great story. Crowd loved it. Uh, even if, you know, is a retrospective thing, it still made the last eight weeks or two months, whatever it's been, or probably maybe it's been longer, I don't know, feel like it was all part of it anyway. Again, just good, simple storytelling that got me excited to see what's next. It got me excited for for what's next. I feel like that might be why they did it, because because Bobby Fish is hurt, but I, I don't care... I cared about outside of bell to bell. I cared about Roderick Strong exactly zero seconds before this happened. Really interesting. Zero seconds. I you have a family, cool. So do most people. Uh, and <laughs> I just I didn't care. And now, as soon as Pete Dunn hits the 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 bitter end, and Roderick Strong turns on him and he takes the armband from Adam Cole and he puts it on and the fans were immediately into it. That's the most the fans have been into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even when Roderick Strong debuted, they weren't that into him. And I think this is the most interesting thing that you can do. And this isn't the cure-all for all baby faces like this, but when you have a baby face like this, Vince McMahon, if you put them in a situation yeah oh yeah of course he does are you serious i mean when i'm on he does i I don't know about the other people yeah yeah Yeah, well you know uh when you have a baby face like this that's just not connecting and people don't care it's not just oh turn them heel they'll be interesting it's put them in a good story give them a motivation even if we don't know what it is yet and put them in an interesting situation where they're a heel and overnight he became more he screwed over Pete Dunn that everybody loves, rightfully so. And he went to a group of Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole that everybody loves, but everybody loves to hate. So it automatically made him more interesting. And the ending shot with him all doing the the undisputed era sign in front of the Dusty Rhodes trophy was fantastic. 
Yeah, it's just great. It was just, it just worked on so many levels. I actually agree with you. I like Roderick Strong um, mm-hmm. joining. I actually thought that was the best for his career arc, really, if he's not getting called up. I think that that group as a four feels, it just it makes so much sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 really, I, really, I really liked it. I liked the tag team match as well. I thought the Authors of Pain came across well. What is your, I, I know obviously you've just kind of touched on it there, but Pete Dunne obviously gets a free pass for people in the UK because he's like our chosen one. He's like William, <laughs> but he's like William Regal too, right? That's how I've Absolutely. always seen him. So, but as a, as a, I, I, when did you get introduced to him? I don't know, did you, have, did you see him on the NXT match? Did you know? Because obviously <laughs> he was making waves in the indie scene. I, it's, it's kind of weird because... I know, I know UK guys make it these days, but obviously the, the right. traditional stuff is big American stars, they come over here. Whereas, I, you know, Pete Dunne, everyone says has the, all the potential in the world, which he does. But mm. yeah, as an American, it, I, I don't mean it like that, but I mean, obviously I've been, exposed, no, I, yeah, yeah. I, I've been exposed to him completely differently than you have. And, right. you know, and he's not really been a sort of a major part of NXT. He's come and gone. He won the UK championships. Right. So I'm just intrigued sort of yeah, how he comes across to someone... Again, because like I say, to me, he's just Pete Dunne, the savior. Not even the savior, but like the you know the all-encompassing hero of British wrestling. So, <laughs> so real quick before I answer, he's the guy in British wrestling. It sounds like he's one of the guys. He's yeah, the I mean savior. him, Will Ospreay, Marty Skrull. Right. Uh, they're kind of. Le- I would say. Let me rephrase what I said. They're leading the charge to me. No. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. No. No. I. Yeah, I, yeah. I. I. I totally get it. Now, he. I. Um. I didn't watch a lot of the UK tournament, so I the first time I saw Pete Dunne was in a clip that WWE put on their YouTube page when everybody was standing around the UK title, which is the best-looking title in the company, and it's this tournament, so you automatically assume it's like the Cruiserweight Classic. Everybody's going to get their hand raised. Everybody's just going to stand there for a photo op, and Pete Dunne just sucker punches somebody. And William Regal looks furious. So past William Regal's looking at future William Regal. So I know you and the UK were very happy. And I just, it took me aback because he was so different. And um, it was interesting because you're right. He hasn't popped up a ton. But when he has, whether he showed up on, on Raw when he, uh, beat up uh, beat up Enzo or he showed up in his when he took the title from Tyler Bate in the in the match of the the year or he took on Roderick Strong it was a combination of things it was the way the crowd reacted to him you don't get that with everyone where it's like we're we're really happy to see you and we really freaking respect you a lot um, I've never seen anybody hold a championship like that, so that catches your eye. That's like, why is he biting the belt? But it catches your eye. <laughs> Honestly, man, <laughs> I tell you, like in my you know flights of fancy in my head, one of the things I always think about: if I was a wrestler, how do you hold a belelt to make mm-hmm. it unique? And I never have an answer. And he came up with one bite it like genius Honestly, yeah. shit, shit like that even when as stupid as it was when john cena used to wear it around his neck i was like you're like an idiot but genius it's different it's different it's different and that's why when um when naito was kicking the belt down in new japan <laughs> i was like genius it's different slamming it against the ring Ab- yeah, absolutely it's Ab- it's like oh yeah it's it's very cool and he's he's so different than anyone else and my the way that my brain kind of works 
is that when I see somebody debuting, I kind of think of it as if I was starting an American or a, a European football league where you kind of want young players that you can develop. And I think Pete Dunn's 24. Uh, I think he's so. Just, I think he's younger, you know, man. I think he's like oddly. Really? I, uh, no, you're right. Sorry, he's 24. You're right. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, my bad. My bad. You win. Zachary, Zachary Smith report <laughs> podcast pretty soon. Uh, um, and he's 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 24. And we were talking about Shayna Baszler. She still has a ways to go. She he's 24. He has like 16 years before he's John Cena's age plus and he's already so good and he's so good at his matches make you stand up and love him and then he can make you hate him and now he's a baby face but he's still like uh he didn't change that much it's just who you're angry at so from a perspective of kind of a an American fan it's a guy who's completely different he's really young I really hope he gets more opportunities in NXT and and whether it's that or the main roster or to show off the UK championship. If I'm starting a company, he's one of the people I'm going to pick really, really, really early. Yeah, I totally, hell yeah, man. And it's really good that, because I just never know. Because again, I've seen Pete Dunne for years and now he's on, it's, it's always like surreal for me. It's like, why is Pete Dunne on NXT? You know, <laughs> it's just, what? So, um Oh, so, I'm sorry. Uh, one more thing, Simon. As far as like you said, you always think about like holding a championship belt, like you don't know how to do it. You, you, um, you might want to start thinking about how to hold a championship. Right. You, 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 you got more faith than me, buddy. <laughs> listen, listen, Simon. I always say it's the power of positivity. It's Zach's musings. You can watch it on YouTube. It's a whole thing. It's the power of positivity, man. I told. Uh, well, you know what? You're right. It is. We'll go with it. Uh, yeah. hey, maybe we should let's have a think let's throw it out to the audience come on let's do some interactivity if somehow i ever win a world championship how do i hold it there we go Ooh. there we go Ooh. hey as, Ooh. as as me and zach were talking about before we came on air my entrance music's being signed off right now my tron is being made we'll throw that out there for some lols um That's such a cool <laughs> sentence to be able to say. i'm never going to be able to say that sentence you, yeah my tron's being you, made you don't know, man. Out there. Pa- power of positivity <laughs> Uh, and then we move into sort of two, uh, I mean, two main events, which are just preposterous, really, for a show anywhere in the world. But <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, look, at the time, I read a few things. When Alistair Back defeated um, Andrade Cien Almas, a lot of people were like, no, it shouldn't have happened. It's too early. Hey, Almas is going up to the main roster with Zelina Vega. It's perfect. It's a great act. I'm not sure they could do much more in NXT. I'm happy with this. Especially because, look, we've just gone through everyone, especially there's, you know, six people in that ladder match. NXT's right. packed. We can, shift, we can shift some people around. We don't need to keep people in NXT. Especially not someone like Almas, who's developed. He's come along, gets the W style. He's found his character. He's got his gimmick. I think SmackDown is a, is a great place for him. You know, and Alistair Black, I believe. Who else? Who else is in position? I know they had plans for Lars Sullivan, um, but he, right. you know, he had stuff that he got injured or whatever he did. I don't know. So I actually think with the reshuffling of the deck, given how popular Alistair Black is, given how much people like him, given how good he is and his character... I thought this was fine. I thought it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. I liked the finish. I was kind of like, I kind of thought to myself, well, yeah, Almas is going to, it just felt like the right time. I thought he yeah. may win the Battle Royal, but he didn't. So yeah, I, don't, I didn't have a problem with this at all. I, I, again, I just thought, what a great, we'll call this the main event because the other one's an unsanctioned match. But you know what I'm saying? Right. Just 
I just thought it, I just thought it was good. It's, you know, we're four matches in. I know it's only a five match show, but still, I'm four matches in. I'm still interested. I'm still hooked, mm-hmm. and I've still got momentum and and uh, you know you know uh, a desire to continue watching. Absolutely, and I am I'm a little bit biased here because the first show that my girlfriend was nice enough to take me to a live event um, was not too terribly long after Aleister Black got that gimmick. And he wasn't wearing the vest. He didn't have the Aleister Black music yet. He was just a guy. And I I want to say they either introduced him as Aleister Black or Tommy End. And he came out. It was just a live event. And I got to see him, and he was immediately different. So to see him come out and, and to to be beloved by seemingly everyone, it was great. And I, I do think it was the time... Um, Almas is are is even losing is so many miles ahead of where he was just not that long ago, specifically before Zelina Vega, the best manager in the company, uh, came to his aid and completely transformed him. And it was a really good match. It was really hard hitting which it's an Aleister Black match, you figure, and Andrade can adapt to any kind of style. And Zelina Vega got involved just enough where it was, you know, and it was, oh, she's distracting him, but it wasn't necessarily annoying in terms of, like, go-away kind of heat. And I think the crowd was really into it, and I think it was a really, I think it was a really unique finish. And I think that, Almas and specifically Almas with Zelina Vega, the best manager in WWE. I'm going to keep saying it because it's a fact. I do, man. Uh, I'd say the, yeah. the, the most disappointing thing for me is when they took away Paul Ellering from Authors of Pain. I love managers. Yeah. And a huge reason is because when you see them perform so well, Paul Heyman, uh, right. you know, Zelina Vega, you're like, yes, give me more of this. It works really well. It works super well. And especially for Zelina Vega, taking away the way that she looks just the way that she talks, the way that she cuts promos, and the thing she does at ringside, she's different. So the only other person you could compare it to is Paul Ellering, who really just kind of cut backstage promos for AOP. And Paul Heyman, who I could recite the Paul Heyman promo for you right now, just about cadence for cadence. And don't get me wrong, I love Paul Heyman. He's one of the best managers ever. He's one of the best promos ever. But he's been limited to this one client, and there's not that many ways to present Brock Lesnar. For Zelina Vega, she's found so many different ways so that every time I see her on the screen, I want to listen to what she's saying. And I think that she's going to be so good and so different I was really worried that they were going to call Andrade Cien Almas up without her. And I think that would have been a huge mistake because she 100% makes that game. She Andrade Cien Almas puts on four or five star matches in the ring. And Zelina Vega makes you care before they step in the ring. Yep, exactly. And you never know what she's going to do. And she's really good. Right. So, yep, exactly. Yeah, so I, I love this match. Um, mm-hmm. And I think... I can't, I, I haven't been, my NXT, I need to catch up with NXT, but life's been crazy. You see, who has he gone into a feud with now, Alex, the, Alistair Black? Who's his first feud? So, 
when NXT was on, the first episode was just kind of a recap episode where the War Raiders came in. Uh, the second episode, it's tricky because the the Aleister Black hasn't been on NXT, and the the big match for the last NXT was Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane. So I don't know if they're preparing Lars Sullivan as his first opponent. It's not going to be um, Adam Cole anymore. I my if you make gun to my head, first please put the gun away. Second, I think that like I would pick one of the guys that was in that ladder match. Yep. But I don't think that they've necessarily, unless I completely missed it, which I'm I'm sure I did, and now I'm, people are going to think I'm stupid. Uh, but I think it's going to be one of the guys in that ladder match that's going to eventually work their way up. Because I don't know if they know yet, and Alistair hasn't come back with the title yet. That's good. I, 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 I don't, I, that's good to hear, because I'm intrigued. I think maybe they do last Sullivan. Nah, maybe we'll see what happens. Who, yeah, uh, exactly. who, who, who potentially did steal my gimmick? Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I was, you, you know what? I was thinking it. I didn't want to say. Well, it, I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's true or not, but he slaps his head a lot. That's all I'm saying. Man, I mean, his head a lot. Uh, he slaps his head a lot. If there was a wrestler that debuted whose gimmick was he's a guest on the Simon Miller Pro Wrestling <laughs> Podcast, I would have a pretty good idea of what's going on. I'm just saying. It's, uh, it's fine. I tell you what I saw the other day. I was on WWE's Facebook. They literally ripped me off. It said, like, this is before WrestleMania. It said, Charlotte's retained her title. Why? Here's why. I was like, you motherfuckers. This oh. Is- I'm going to have to trademark it. You're going to have to. I don't know if you can trademark slapping your head three or four times either. You need to trademark both because this is ridiculous. I think within the realms of wrestling, I could probably get away with that, to be honest. Or at least or at least assume so they have to give you a title. See, brought it back. There we go. There we go. Boom. You've done it. You've sorted it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then obviously we moved into the unsanctioned match between Johnny Gargano, uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. I think look, as good as the ladder match was, I think the reason we are covering this so late after WrestleMania, aside because I just want to talk about general NXT, which we've done, is I wanted to mention this match. Because, <laughs> you know, when people talk to you, some people give you, like you've mentioned it, you get the whole nonsense about wrestling fans. Oh, it's fake. What do you watch that crap for? Well, I watch it because, hey, there's many reasons. But when a match gets it right and it plugs emotion into everything, like this did, right. and you actually feel something and you actually hate the baby, uh, sorry, hate the, uh, the heel and you love the baby face, everything clicks. All of a sudden, you're like, "This is this just works. It just works. It's just oh yeah." And and that is that is how I how I felt with this. I watched it going. This is why I like wrestling because it is it's fun. It's exciting. It's dramatic. It's emotional. There, I, I have an invested interest on in who wins. I'm not 100 percent sure who is going to win. And it all just comes together to create this thing, which is like this is like nothing else on the planet. I'm not trying to be uh, you know as, I know that's hyperbole to a certain extent, but I'm not saying it's the greatest match I've ever seen. But I am saying. That it had all those things, you know, where you it ticks so many boxes, and you kind of go, "This is why I like wrestling." Because how can two people in their pants pretending to have a fight make me care so much? <laughs> but they did. But they right. did. I was emotionally invested. It meant the world to me, and I was like, "That's incredible! What a credible thing to be able to pull off!" It's an incredible thing to be able to pull off, and <clears throat> to a degree, to a to a very small degree, uh, to a small degree. <laughs> I think that I I realized how much credit I was giving and how much I was couching it. Uh, I think that NXT got – you never want to wish injury on anybody. It was terrible, obviously. Goes without saying. 
But I do think that they lucked out that Tommaso got injured and then attacked Gargano because I don't know that they were going to build it this long and this way. And I think that that uh, Ciampa, rather, I'm sorry, Ciampa getting injured. I, I think that Ciampa getting injured and coming out on a crutch the next night and then rehabbing so Johnny had to go off and he gets distracted by the DIY stuff. And then, Gar- uh, dang it, Ciampa comes back. I do, do I do it all the time. I don't know why. I do it all Man. the time. Woo, boy, they don't look anything alike no, at they, all. No, they don't. Uh, do, I do it. Don't worry, man. Woo, boy. And Ciampa hits him with the crutch, and there's that through line of, of the crutch and building that story where you have these best friends. And in the promo package, you have pictures of Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae and uh, Ciampa like at Disney or something, and they're doing that picture where the best man pulls one arm, the wife yeah. pulls one arm. You have that in in the package so that when it cuts to Gargano turning to the camera and going, why? You actually feel that. So when you add that to the fact that Ciampa is the main reason that Gargano was not in NXT anymore, and I think a lot of people were afraid he was going to go to 205 Live and he gets the chance to get that back, he... Ciampa was able to do what they weren't able to do with Dolph Ziggler. He doesn't come out with music. His music is the fans booing him. They were chanting at NXT TakeOver, fuck you, Ciampa. Yeah, I know. It was amazing, right? I mean, that's amazing. That's the most heel heat hatred I have heard since I don't remember when. And then on top of that, you have... Johnny Gargano, and you have Tommaso Ciampa, who are fantastic in the ring. They had their first WWE match in the Cruiserweight Classic, and Gargano won, which added to it. And they just had a fantastic match where they made me believe that Johnny Gargano might stab Ciampa with a crutch, and it's wrestling, and I know he's not going to. <laughs> so true, man. It's so uh, true. It's just yeah. it, that's the thing they made. They made a, a a crutch or a knee pad, whatever you want to call it. Feel so the knee for the knee brace. Feel like right. it was a gun. Like it was like, right. how how have you done this? Because I tell you what, because I bought in. Because I bought in, and that's all you need me to do. I thought it was wonderful. I think Johnny Gargano is legit one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, yeah. uh, I, I only say that because obviously he bossed it with uh, Almas the, the 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 month before, the two months before, whatever mm-hmm. it was. But I do think you have to give credit in this scenario to Champa as well because he's such a good heel, and you need a good heel to be able to work with a good babyface, and that's what they've got. Um, and you could continue this story for ages, and I'm still going to like it. I don't feel bored of it at all, which makes no, no. sense because the face won. It's like <laughs> the face won. It should be over, but I'm like, no, keep giving it to me because you've got me invested in the story. And um, I don't, uh, you know, I don't necessarily. You know, people think you know you don't want to overdo these things. Of course, you don't want to overdo these things. However, I don't think we're there yet, and I'm happy to you know power through all of this and see where we get to. And hey, if you want to overdo it, I'd rather see a good feud overdone than not overdone. So, absolutely. And although conventional wisdom tells you that if the face wins, then it's done. From a character perspective, Gargano had to win this match to come back to NXT and if if it's I very very highly doubt from a character standpoint that Tommaso Ciampa is just going to be like well he beat me I guess I'll I guess I'll see what Adam Cole's doing see if I can get that title there's no way if anything it's going to make it worse on him 
and you can crank this up to a different level and you can extend it further than that and keep going from there. And I'm quite sure that these two guys can think of a lot of different ways to have different kinds of matches. And I'm sure that they can crank it up even more because this was just them. And now Gargano beat him in his first match back. So Gargano's two and zero in the WWE against him. And that's just going to make Tommaso Ciampa worse. So you even have a chance to crank this story up yep. and make me care even more. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, it was wonderful. I, can't, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but I like the fact it was an unsanctioned match and they put it on last because uh, it, that's when it would go. That's when, an yeah. un, that's when an unsanctioned match would go, like, uh, you know, after the main event because it's not supposed to be on the card. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was wonderful. Uh, the whole event was great. It flew by. Just mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 show made me, very, very, made me very, very happy. Now, before we do wrap this up, I do want to you know, just talk about sort of going forward. We know what the state is. We know that Drew McIntyre's gone. He's not in NXT. We don't have Almas, don't have Vega. Authors of Pain have gone. Uh, Sanity have gone. I've seen it's a big, that's kind of a big deal. So where do you want, yeah. where do you want, or how do you want NXT to develop from here? Because they've proven time and time again that they can surprise us. Um, right. You know, everyone thought during that lull, where do we go now? We've lost Balor, we've lost Joe, we've lost Nakamura, we've lost Zayn, mm-hmm. and yeah, you're like Sugar, lost Owens. That's a lot of people. Do, I know they didn't go at the same time, but within a short space with each other. So, as an NXT fan, six months, a year's down the line, maybe at next year's takeover, where are we at? Do you have any certain people you want to come in? You know, what's as an NXT fan, what do you want to see them do with the product? Or are you happy for them just to keep kind of you know ticking the boxes they have been doing? I'm definitely happy for them to tick the boxes they keep doing because partially because the boxes they tick are creating new stars in in the WWE from other places and excuse me just from that not to go back again but from that ladder match you have Adam Cole who's the North American champion see you messed me up I had to think about it there and (laughs) you have uh, the Undisputed Era, you have EC3, who I'm really excited to have because I think he's a great talker, he's a great character, and he can go in the ring and he looks like a million bucks. And you have Lars Sullivan, depending on what you want to do with him. You have Ricochet, who I don't know if they know what they want to do with him yet, but if they can nail down some more character stuff with him, I really want to see that, and I want to see him going forward. I definitely want to see them work with who they have right now. And I know there was like there was controversy with it, but a, a good amount of time has passed. I'd like to see Leo Rush do more than just lose to the Velveteen Dream in two seconds <laughs> and lose to Lars Sullivan in two seconds. Because I think if your goal is to have the best matches possible – I think that you can really work that out. And I don't care if he comes in as a heel and he embraces it. I think he should at this point, if people still care. Bring him out, see how they react, and kind of go from there. And there's definitely you know, different guys that I, I do want to see them bring in. Um, I don't know that this would work, and he's the ROH champion right now, but I would love to see Dalton Cass in there. I'd love to see Marty Skrull in there. I want Will Ospreay yesterday. <laughs> you know, 
this is pie in the sky stuff, but there's guys that I do want, but I, right now they're definitely in a mode more in the women's division, but they're definitely in a mode where they're not nearly as top heavy as they were. No, I agree. But, but you have guys that are not that it's not going to take that much. Go watch the, 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 the video that, uh, EC three cut making fun of all the other people in the ladder match. Like that guy can make you some money, and then Lars Sullivan can make you some money, and all these guys, Ricochet can make you all the money. And I, I definitely just want to see them keep developing like they have because every time they've reloaded like this, they've brought in a few people uh, from different independent promotions. But they've also built up the base that they have there, and now you've put in time and invested with them, and they can go forward from there. Yeah, I think what you're do right. you got? No, I'm with you, man. I think what they've got in place is is exactly what I want to see. I certainly want to see Ricochet develop because I'm slightly worried they're going to send him to 205 Live. That will suck. That's so what we should do with him. Uh, so but, but hey, man, wrestling's weird. Maybe they send him to 205 Live, and he totally turns the division around. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, and he becomes Vince McMahon's favorite guy. So uh, it, it's tough to say. I, I don't like jumping the gun with those things because it may never happen. Um, right. I just think for me, NXT is so well balanced right now because you've got your super workers, you know, your Adam Coles and your, uh, your um, what do you call it? Uh, I can't think. What the hell are they called? Uh, the Undisputed Era. There we go. Uh, yes. you know, all those guys who can just work. And you've got Pete Dunne, as we've mentioned. Alistair mm. Black is great. Gargano, Champa. But you also have guys like Velveteen Dream. And I'd kind yeah. of put someone like Lars Sullivan in there as well. Like, he's not your traditional, oh, I'm a really good wrestling worker in 2018. He's just a big lump of a dude. Right. Um, and, exactly. I just, and EC3 kind of encompasses all of that. He's got a exactly. really interesting, specific character, but he can work at the same time. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I just think that, it, to me, it's just the way they balance it very well. It's always very well balanced. Right. And, um, yeah, I, 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 to me, because I do treat NXT as my third brand, which I hate saying because I don't mean it like that at all, but that is, right. how, that is how I view it. I just, sure. I just enjoy what they do. It's one of those ones where I can sit down. like I don't do an ups and downs on it. Not that I wouldn't if I was asked to. Of course I would. I love ups and downs. But it's a show that I can watch a bit more casually than the rest, and that makes right. it so much easier to be like, yeah, man, you do what... You do whatever you want, and um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with it. I think NXT is in a good place. I'm excited to see what they what they do going forward. Uh, I want like, my next big thing is who do we get in? Who's next on the list of uh, you know the next of of, of of recruits? That's what I'm interested to see. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think yeah, I think people like uh, Walter is probably on the cards at some point, and uh, right. Keith Lee, you know, Keith these, Lee, yeah. these big agile dudes. I think they'll add something completely different what other people do so there's guys out there like you mentioned will osprey does he come eventually you wanted him yesterday so maybe he does get there eventually oh, i don't think he necessarily will but i really want him to yeah, yeah exactly exactly so uh, so we will see but no i think NXT's in a great place i love the show mm -hmm. uh, always enjoy watching it on the w network i think it's a reason to have the wwe network and sure some shows are just there but it's an hour long it doesn't matter you can put it on the background if you want and just chill out play some nintendo at the same time and there's so, not going to be a lot of stuff on NXT that's like, uh, I'm going to fast forward this. Like that very rarely happens on the NXT show. So if you're not watching it, I would suggest you at least give it a chance. Start with this takeover because there's not, there's not a restroom break match on this card. 
and then go from there because there's nothing that you're going to need to to fast forward. I agree. I totally, I totally agree. Um, so we will we will start drawing it to a close there. Uh, I realize we didn't answer any questions like I said we would do, but we will get to, <laughs> we will get to that at some point. I promise we will we'll do a Q&A episode soon. This kind of serves as your second a special episode. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll jump on on Sunday afternoon once uh, I'm done with my weekend of wrestling training to uh, <laughs> uh, 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 to slam that out. But Zach, thank you very much for joining me again. Once again, it's just wonderful to chat to you about the world of professional wrestling. Absolutely. It's been fantastic being on twice. I looked forward to talking to you again about it. Absolutely, dude. Have you got something to say? Come on. That goes, goes for all the patrons. We chatted to Pierre yesterday. Uh, if you want to sign up again, patreon.com for Simon316. You just drop me a line on there. We have a chat. We figure out what works for you. And you can just come on as and when, you know, as and when works. Um, yep. Because uh, I just I just enjoy doing it, to be honest with you. It's just nice to talk to people that, uh, well, it's nice to talk to people about professional wrestling anyway, but it's even nicer when, you know, people support me with all this stuff as well. That's doubly nice. So, yeah, you can head on over there. Obviously, I'm on Twitter at Simon316. Zach, where are you? I am at Facebook.com, Zachary Smith. I am also at YouTube.com slash The904. That's all one word. Done. There you go. That's where you can find Zach. And, uh, yeah, make sure you mention face group. The Facebook group, Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast, uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report Rules. If you're into video games, we just started doing a playthrough of God of War, uh, so you can hang out over there. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pre- I'm sure I've forgotten something I always do. Give us five stars. Give us a review. <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Zach, thank you again for your time. Thanks for having me, you're man. I really appreciate always it. Always welcome. We'll definitely chat to you again. And exactly, we will hope we may be back with another episode of Q&A episode on Sunday. If not, we will Let's be back, we will be back yep. next week to talk about my professional wrestling debut because I am a mentalist. So we Woo! were... We Got to figure out how to hold that belt. <laughs> Don't forget to submit how Simon oh, should <laughs> hold his championship belt. That's right. Do it in the Facebook group or do it via Twitter at Simon316 and we will figure mm-hmm. it out. We'll figure the best one, the one that makes me slap my hands and go, there it is. Is how if I ever win a championship belt, I hold it and I'll make sure you get a shout out as well. Because <laughs> when, when I'm a champion, I pull all the cards. I'm in charge there. So, no, it's not the case. Ah, at all. see, Simon, I got you to just say win right there. <laughs> got it. See? Gotcha. We've come so far already. <laughs> uh, right, everyone, take care and I will chat to you very, very soon. <laughs>